Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Adabinga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the SNS network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is our break kid, Sean Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. The world is listening. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the open book. Yes! 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 What? Your one-stop audio library for all things entertainment, video games, and the open book he fed. Tell me he didn't just say that. What? I know how to push your buttons too. I see everything you're going to do from a mile away. With your host, the sensational sequel, Sean. Spider Pig, Spider Pig, does whatever a Spider Pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, we can't. He's a pig. Look out, he is a Spider Pig. And Ashley is my name. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond, 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 Bond. James Bond. The lesson is about to begin. Here's Sean and Ashley. Did you see that coming? It's time! What? Pull up in your fast car, whistling my name Open up a beer and you say get over here and play a video game 
What is up, my people? Yes, yes, you are back once again for the open book right here on the SNS Radio Network. And me? Well, you're back with the sequel himself, the Sensational Sean, right here. And before we jump into tonight's festivities, as they'll be called, let me first throw it out to JJ. Um, hope you get better, dude. I heard you were sick earlier this week. Definitely want you to get better. My thoughts and prayers are out there with you. Hope you get better, brother. And same to Harmony. I saw she was uh, feeling a little under the weather also. Get better, darling. Get better to the bosses of the network, pretty much. And I can't do this show by myself, of course. So let me bring on my co-host. He's pretty much the jerk that he is. What's up, Ashley? I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. Second show, and it's Friday the 13th. That's right. So pretty much anything can happen and will happen, uh, as Brassley has already told us twice. So, Jason, if you're listening, call him. Yes, uh, Voorhees, if you're there, come on. We want to hear from you. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm done with that. Um, so what's up, man? It's been about a week since we've ha- I've actually seen you or heard from you last. How's things going? It's going good. Uh, basically counting down the days to Batman pretty much because I'm hoping to go and see it first day. No guarantee, but certainly this coming week it's all about the double bill. Seeing the first two back to back, all five hours of it. <laughs> I got you completely. It's, it's funny because I've actually been watching the Expendables all day. I got off work and I came home. I actually I was at work a little bit, and I'll claim it. I wasn't able. I wasn't doing anything at work on my breaks, so I uh, I was watching the Expendables, getting ready for that second one. So it's definitely looking forward to uh, Dark Knight Rises. Believe me, July thirtieth can't get here any quicker because that's when I'm gonna go see it. And, you know, I've told you no reviews. I've already said that. But I will give you a three-word review next week. Or when you go see it. Because it's the third film. No, because I don't want to hear anything other than three words. And it better not be nothing like, oh, who was that? Late Night with... Letterman. Yes. David Letterman, if you do anything like that, I will fire you live on the air, fly to wherever you live, and stab you in the face. And then I'll give some kid bath salts and let them eat your face. Better not say anything about Spider-Man being in the film, then. <laughs> Spy- wait, Spider-Man or Spider-Pig? I don't know. Oh, well. Let's... um. Let's jump into this. I think we wasted enough time in the intro of the show. Uh, let's jump into And you know what? I'm going to throw a curveball tonight. I made a brief edit in the uh, in the, the pre-show. I threw one to Ashley. And so during this first segment here, in a few minutes, I'm going to give Ashley a chance to write down his picks. Um, we're going to cover EFED first, of course. But next, we're actually going to do uh, the top five pops from returning or debuting superstars, wrestlers from any feder- any any group, um, being TNA, Ring of Honor, WWE, 
ECW, WCW, uh, whatever. Uh, I just want to, I want to change things up a little bit, and probably for the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking a little bit uh, different things. Uh, top five this, top five that, just you know, tossing out some stuff. So we'll definitely we'll see what we got coming up for the weeks. But uh, actually, I'm going to throw it off to you for your your eFed show for this week. So go for it. Okay, so. World of Sports Show 3 is opening up with Bobby Roode making his way down to the ring and saying that he's here for one thing, and that's for the world title. He demands that he gets put in the tournament somehow. GM Ashley comes out and reminds him, the draw was done for everybody in the roster, and your name wasn't picked. Ashley also reminds him that people like Sting, Randy Savage, and John Cena were not included in the tournament either. But we're in the but we're in the uh, the draw, but didn't get drawn and haven't complained. But he then says, "I'm willing to make you number one contender, Rude, but you've got to face an opponent of my choosing at Night of Champions. But in the meantime, tonight you're going to be facing Pillman." Rude leaves the ring, seemingly pleased with the fact that he's got in the title hunt so soon, bypassing any other tournament that could happen, which probably won't. First match, Taz versus Gunner. Taz gets the win with a Taz mission in this match, and after the match is over, Taz refuses to let go of the hold until Seth Rollins comes down to make the save, and Taz retreats. So it seems like Taz pretty much hates everybody. Not a surprise, but whatever. Second match, a European title semi-final match, Elgin versus Dolph Ziggler. Dolph manages to get the win with the zigzag, and Dolph celebrates as he realizes he's one match away from getting the European title in his grasps. And probably spraying on it hashtag heel or something. Ashley, the general manager, is backstage with both Sarah Del Rey and Beth Phoenix and tells them that for this week and next week, both women have to choose each other's opponents. And tonight, it's our... It's Sarah Del Rey's turn to choose Beth's opponent, and Sarah chooses Michelle McCool. The match happens next, which Beth gets the win with the grand, the glam slam. Sorry, Beth then seemingly is pleased with a victory until Karma's cackle bellows around the arena, on which Beth looks around expecting for her to appear, but doesn't. But still worried about the impending doom that probably awaits her. The fourth match, we've got Booker T and Goldust versus Team Canada, which is Eric Young and Petey Williams. Team Canada basically have complete control of this match and are about to get the win, only for the Hart Dynasty to come down to the ring, attack Team Canada, leading to a disqualification. So Team Canada technically win. Kid and Smith then go and try to take their Canadian flag back that was stolen from them last week, only for Team Canada to beat them down after recovering quickly and run out backstage with it. So once again, they've still got the Hearts flag. Fifth match, Bobby Roode versus Brian Pillman. Roode wins with reverse. Pillman was making an aerial splash off the top rope, but Roode reversed it into a spear. He then finds a camera at ringside and just mouths two weeks. Number one contender. Next up, Eddie Guerrero versus El Generico. Coming from the feud they've been, or Generico seems to be 
getting involved in Eddie's matches, so the GM has put this match together. Guerrero manages to get the win with a frog splash. Soon as the match finishes, Ultimo Dragon hits the ring, and both he and Generico beat down on Eddie until Mysterio comes out and makes the save. Penultimate match, match seven. The semi-final in the world title match between CM Punk and Christopher Daniels. Punk wins this one and goes through to the final by rolling out the way from a best moonsault ever and manages to lock the Anaconda Vice on Daniels. The final match, main event... Kurt Angle versus Sting with Randy Sam Randy Savage at commentary ringside for the match. Sting gets the submission win with a Scorpion Deathlock. After the match is over, Randy applauds Sting from the ringside. They both have a stare down at each other, one from ringside and one from inside the ring. And then the show fades to black. So, show three is done and dusted. We're a week away from Night of Champions, and we've already got confirmed Sting versus Savage, Rude versus to be decided opponent, and Punk and Ziggler have qualified for the world and European titles, respectively. And we've got the tag titles with New Age Outlaws versus the Kings of Wrestling. And the women's title match between Sarah Del Rey and Beth Phoenix. Sounds like you're uh, you're definitely gearing up for a pretty good pay per view. I mean, it's sounding really interesting. The Bobby Roode thing was pretty awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, I've got something planned for that, which people might laugh at in a good. You know, people might laugh and say that's cool, or people might laugh and go, why? <laughs> well, you never know what people are going to say. So, I mean, that was the whole point of this entire entire EFED was to give people something to talk about, especially with the fact that no one ever, no one else really around does this stuff. So, I mean, I wanted I wanted to bring back the fantasy. I wanted to give people the chance to hear our side of how we would book something. So, this is our this is our chance. We drafted our own EFED, we and we're giving ourselves our own chance. So. WWE and uh, TNA or Ring of Honor are listening. Hey, you've got two bookers here who don't have who don't have real jobs. <laughs> well, I have two jobs, three, four. I have four jobs. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Well, TNA did have that fantasy wrestling thing, which suddenly disappeared. And WWE had it a little bit too. I remember that. I mean, they had the fantasy. They had fantasy, kind of like fantasy football, but it was fantasy wrestlers. I miss that, and that's something we I may actually try to bring into the uh, the SNS group. Um, I'm going to write up some stuff, and after uh, possibly after the Survivor Series, you know what? Um, actually, possibly not even that. Whatever pay per view is after SummerSlam, I think it's uh, Night of Champions. I'll take a look. Yeah. I'll take a look at the fantasy, fantasy uh, football, fantasy basketball, fantasy stuff, and I'll see what I can come up with because. They need something out there for the, the wrestling fans. They got all these other fantasy sports for everybody else. It's time to do something for the wrestling fans. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that out. Okay. But uh, let me jump into my show here, and it starts off with the show opens up with 
with tag teams in the ring for a tag team battle royale for number one contendership for the tag team titles. You got Edge and Christian versus the APA versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys versus Bam Bam, Bigelow, and Vader versus Kane and Big Show versus Randy Orton and Batista. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams, 14 men. 13, 12, 13 men have to be eliminated before we have somebody who is going to go on to face the tag team champions next week. It comes down to Edge and Christian pretty much get eliminated pretty fast. But the referees do not see them get eliminated as APA and a, excuse me, APA and Bam Bam Bigelow and Vader are pretty much brawling outside the ring. So Edge and Christian pretty much slide back in the ring without being noticed. Kind of uh, a Steve Austin kind of from a couple years ago, from a little while back. Um, APA and Bam Bam Bigelow basically are thrown out of the match due to the fact they will not get in the ring and and start the match. So they are thrown out immediately. Hardys and the Dudleys are fighting off in the corner, and Kane pretty much goes over and starts beating the living daylights out of Edge and Christian as the Big Show is dealing with Orton and Batista. Uh, Big Show gets tossed out by Batista as he goes for the WMD and misses. He goes over the top rope and is eliminated. Kane sees this and tries to save his partner, but is also tossed out by Randy Orton, ending Kane and Big Show's chances at the tag team title match. The Hardys and the Dudleys still fighting in the corner. Basically look up and see Edge and Christian chilling outside the ring. Both teams go out of the ring, throw Edge and Christian in, which gives Orton Batista a chance to beat down Edge and Christian. They continue that until the Hardys basically hit a uh, whisper in the wind on Orton and Batista as they're still attacking, still attacking Edge and Christian in the corner. Orton and Batista then get eliminated by the Dudley boys, who are then tossed out by the Hardys as a sneak sneak from behind. It leaves Edge and Christian and the Hardys basically facing off for the number one contendership. Edge throws out Matt Hardy as Christian is tossed out by Jeff. And Edge and, Edge and Jeff Hardy stand there in the ring looking at each other. And they just basically look up at the ceiling symbolizing their TLC matches that they have faced off in before. They shake hands, but Edge punches Jeff in the face, stunning him and throws him right over the top rope, leading to Edge and Christian winning the number one contendership battle royale. Going into next week, they will face Legion of Doom for the tag team titles. GM Sean comes out. Well, I don't know why I'm calling him GM Sean. That's your thing. Um... Sean comes out, basically look applauding Edge and Christian, saying good job, but then tells him to get out of his ring because now it's time for something he wants to do. He basically calls out William Regal, who looks at him for a minute and says, you've been screwed over every week. I'm tired of this. Tonight you got your chance, but you don't, you're not the only one in the ring. Tonight Jerry Lynn and Hayabusa will be joining you to face AJ Styles in a four-way four-way match for the Intercontinental Championship. You have your chance tonight, and you will have your chance at the pay-per-view. If you win tonight, whoever whoever you pin gets the shot at you at the pay-per-view, but if you lose, you still get your shot at the pay-per-view, but it's going to be a match of AJ's choosing. So basically, 
he then tells William Regal to leave the ringside so he can make a plea to the audience. He then basically says he's tired of the lights going out during the matches. He wants that to stop. He wants whoever it is to come out to the ring and explain to him why they're doing that. The lights go out, symbolizing maybe it's time. The lights come back on. There is a hooded figure standing in the ring. And the GM, or Sean, standing there looking at him was like, what you got to say? The lights go back out. The figure's gone, saying nothing, but just basically leaving the ring like there was no, like he didn't really care what he had to say. So G- Sean leaves the ring, basically says, you know what? I'm done with this. We're going to figure this out tonight. Jerry Lynn, AJ Styles, Hayabusa, and William Regal come to the ring to face off in a fatal four-way for the Intercontinental Championship. That is basically a high-flying match, well, except for William Regal, who doesn't really fly that much. He's more of a technical wrestler. But we do see a package pile driver by Jerry Lynn onto Hayabusa, who gets a very close call as William Regal breaks that up, tosses on a Regal stretch, and before Hayabusa has the chance to tap out, AJ Styles stops him, hits the Styles clash on William Regal, and gets the pinfall. William Regal and AJ Styles look at each other in the ring, and AJ shakes William Regal's hand and says, in two weeks, we will face each other once again at the pay-per-view. Next week, I will determine what match we are actually going to have. But believe me, it's a match you have never fought in before. See you next week. They both leave the ring. And out next is a singles match that's... I'm kind of interested in how that's going to go because, in all honesty, these are two people that I've wanted to see wrestle before. And in my mind, I can see them wrestling. But unfortunately, I can't play that out for you guys, so I can't really help you out. It's Owen Hart versus Diamond Dallas Page. Now, I don't know about you, Ashley, but I've always wanted to see these two wrestle. And unfortunately, we didn't get that chance. So, I mean, what what, what do you think? Certainly with their styles, they'd suit each other to be in a match. So, yeah, I think this is this is one of these fantasy ones where if only it did happen, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, the match ended with the sharpshooter being on DDP. Uh, he basically he tapped out, but they shook hands at the end of the match and kind of looked at each other, and DDP put up one finger and says, maybe one more time. So maybe we'll see another match between them when Owen Hart walks away the victor today. Our next match is our triple threat tag team women's match with Trish and Natalia facing off against Lita and AJ Lee versus Mickey Knuckles and Roxy. You've got hardcore tag team on one side, the high-flying team on another, and you've got the technical team in the middle. What can happen? Pretty much all chaos breaks out. Mickey Knuckles, Roxy, and Lita and AJ basically beat down the living daylights out of Trish and Natalia, throw them out of the ring, and then go at each other. The match ends with Roxy being hit with the moonsault from Lita. As Lita goes for the pinfall, Mickey Knuckles knocks her out of the ring, who is then knocked out of the ring by Natalia. As Trish makes the cover on Lita and gets the pinfall, giving Trish and Natalia the win by sneakery and shenanigans. I said it, shenanigans. 
GM, uh, I don't know what GM, Sean comes out and says that he's tired of the backstabbing and that at the pay-per-view, it will be Trish versus Lita versus Mickey Knuckles in a triple threat elimination match, hardcore rules. Whoever ends up with the title is going to be the winner, but it's going to be, if anyone interferes in the match, they will be suspended without pay. Everyone applauds that except for Lita and Natalia, who basically look at it like, why? They then leave the ring, and it's time for the round-robin tournament. Tonight, we have Bret Hart versus The Rock, HBK versus Austin, Benoit versus Taker, and Triple H and Flair. Four matches that definitely have a huge outstanding in what can happen in two weeks at the pay-per-view. The first match out is Bret Hart versus The Rock. And we have a very technical match that comes out with this. We see the we see Bret Hart get the pin or get the submission from The Rock in a battle of the sharpshooters. As The Rock taps out after being placed in a sharpshooter not once, not twice, but four different occasions in this match. The Rock finally taps out, and Edge and Christian actually come out and help. Bret Hart to the back as he is a little wobbled because he had the sharpshooter placed on him twice during the match. So he gets help out of the ring. But Edge and Christian kind of coming to the help of not only Bret Hart, but Owen Hart in the past weeks. So is there a bit of uh, cohesion within the Canadian team, within the Canadian wrestlers? I'm kind of wondering. Next match is... Benoit versus Taker. The match ends in a pinfall for Benoit as Austin came out and hit Taker in the head with a chair, basically allowing Benoit to hit the flying headbutt and get the pinfall, which moves him on. Taker sits up and basically does not know what just happened and is explained to him what happened as Austin is standing there, as Austin is sitting there actually in the chair that he just hit Undertaker with. Undertaker gets up. Goes after Austin, but Austin stands there with a the chair. And it's basically a stalemate right there until HBK comes down, super kicks. Super kicks Austin in the face, allowing Undertaker to drag him into the ring, hit the tombstone. Austin gets up a little, little woozy as HBK hits the sweet chin music, pins Austin, and gets the pinfall once again in a fast match. The last match of the night is Triple H versus Flair. Two two deep-down friends, co-founders of Evolution. What can happen? Only one thing can happen. Randy Orton comes down to the ring, RKO's Triple H, pulling Flair's body over him and allowing for Flair to get the pinfall. As Batista comes down and pats Randy Orton on the back, they pick up, uh, they pick up Ric Flair, raise his arm as they start to beat down Triple H. But HBK then comes running down to save Triple H, and they look at each other as they're standing in the ring, give the DX sign, and walk out, which ends the night until Sean walks out and says, this night is not over. We have one thing to deal with. He wants the person who's causing all of the electrical issues to come out there now. The lights go out once again. As, it, as Sean is standing there. And then all of a sudden he's gone. 
He has disappeared. Sean is nowhere to be found, but the hooded figure is standing in the ring. They then the music hits and out comes Sean once again. He was like, What just happened here? I was in the ring and then all of a sudden I'm in the back. I don't know what's going on. I want to know who you are now. The hooded figure then grabs Sean by the throat, chokeslams him in the ring, and then walks out, not even showing who he is. So the show ends with, once again, Sean's body laying in the middle of the ring, just just laying there, because the, hood, the hooded figure basically put him out. And that's how my show ends. So that's my show for this week. Um, the, fantasy, the fantasy shows will be up on the... Facebook show or Facebook Facebook show, the Facebook group. Crap. Later on this uh, later on this weekend, uh, hopefully they'll be up by Saturday. If not, they'll be up Sunday before the Money in the Bank pay per view. Which is it's funny I bring that up because now I want to talk about something. But first, Ashley, my cor- my curveball I threw at you during the pre show. Let's talk about that. Okay. The top five pops that any debuting wrestler or returning wrestler got what is your five no particular order i've got the rock returning in 2011 on raw because that had a pretty i think even the people in the back didn't know considering the notice on the sign was leave it to bieber you know with the reveal that he was guest host of mania i thought that was very good Mm -hmm. it was a big pop Triple H in 2002, when he came back to be part of the Rumble and basically his return after nine months from injury. The crowd then were huge. And the WCW one. Flair's return in 98, which was in Flair's hometown and they already got wind of it. But the reception for that was pretty damn huge, something which didn't happen a heck of a lot in WCW really possibly other than Sting but I didn't want to include that one because that was kind of hinted at for longer than it was for Flair but also on the list Cena at the Rumble in 2008 (laughs) even though people still hated him at that time they didn't expect him to return so quick after being injured so I'd put that there and Possibly my number one, because it was the first one that I saw and marked out for. Stone Cold Steve Austin returning at Backlash in 2000. Where he was supposed to be not present at the building and they were making out that Triple H was going to beat Rock again. Cue the music and out walks Stone Cold. Crowd goes apeshit. I go apeshit, even before I knew the meaning of the word shit, because I was only about 10. And, yeah, that was just awesome, that moment. Just seeing it there, even though it was on, like, 15-minute delay, just brilliant. One of the greats coming back. And although he didn't come back again for another six months officially, it was cool to see him back just to screw Vince McMahon over again. Definitely. Uh, it's kind of funny you bring up a few of those because uh, I actually I, I keep mine in orders. I like from the from the biggest pops that I remember to the biggest pops that I, I enjoyed the most. 
I mean, number five is Brock Lesnar returning. I mean, just seeing him come out in Brock Lesnar style, taking out Cena, that was huge for me. I mean, I popped out. I marked out. I loved it. The crowd was huge for that one. They loved it, even, they, even though they knew that he was coming back. It was huge, huge pop. Um, Bret Hart returning, I think it was last year, and hugging Shawn Michaels in the ring. Uh, ended up being one of the biggest pops that I can remember. Um, it was a huge moment because it ended the rivalry of that everyone thought was between Shawn Michaels and eight, uh, Bret Hart. So, I mean, it was huge. Absolutely loved it. Number three, The Rock returning 2011. Can't, you got to have it no matter what. I mean, mm. it was a huge moment. Everything popped out, and then you've got the electricity and then The Rock. I mean, it was amazing. One you just brought up, I think it, you said it was 2008 Royal Rumble. Yeah. Cena? Yeah. I had to put that in because no one knew he was coming out. It was completely one of those things where you heard the music and you're like, no, nah, no, no, they're playing a trick. They're doing something. And out he comes looking down. I'm like, oh, yes. I still get goosebumps from that video. It's absolutely one of my favorite Royal Rumble returns. Well, other than the Road Dog, Diesel, you know, those classic ones. And number one, because I can put it in my list, anytime The Undertaker returns. Anytime. I don't care when, what time, where it is. Anytime he returns, there's always a massive pop. Because The Undertaker returning is huge. So, that's my five. I mean... I know that some people are going to debate mine because, I mean, seriously. I mean, they're going to debate yours, too, because you got Cena on there. They're going to hate that. So, so. have you. You've got Cena on there. Don't, don't go out of that. No, so I said they're going to debate mine. They're going to debate yours, too. Just chill out. Um, so that's what we've got for our list. I mean, we want to hear yours, too. If you want to call in during the third segment tonight and let us know what your top five are, please do. I mean, we want to hear what you got to say. So that's segment three, near the end of the show, you know. So wait till then, please. No calling now. So now let's talk about something else. Let's talk about TNA Destination X. What yeah. did you think of the pay-per-view? Um, it was about 80% excellent. 80%? Yeah. What was wrong with the 20%? The Ultimate X match. Okay. You could have had double the length of a match, to be quite honest. You could have... The problem is you'd have to have had shortened the AJ Styles match, which was... Uh, the AJ Daniels match, which was awesome, and the Angle Joe match, which was awesome. So you'd have to... If that was the case, they shouldn't have really given the lucky losers a chance, but then you take into account that that was probably one of the best matches that happened. And yeah, I just thought the Ultimate X wasn't as good as it's been in previous Ultimate X's. Well, I mean, you can't... You're going to have to have, at some point, a bad Ultimate X match. You can't always have amazing Ultimate X matches. I mean, at some point you got to have a bad one. 
And I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, as he just said, it wasn't one of the best. And I mean, I agree with him on that. I mean, the AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, I missed the end of it, unfortunately. So I didn't get to see that. I'll have to go back and rewatch a replay or something. That's one thing I want to see is uh, apparently it was a Styles clash off the stage through a table. Yeah. Which sounds absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. So I'll have to uh, definitely go back and uh, watch that. I mean, is there any other moments that stood out to you? Uh, the title change? <laughs> I was hoping you bring that up. Uh, if you didn't know, they had a huge title change at, at Destination X. And, you know, the title change hands for the TNA Heavyweight Championship. Who got the title? Well, it only happens to be the AA, Austin Aries. If I just pulled that for you, Sorry, but it's been about yeah. a week, so you should have had a chance to see it already. It's definitely a huge title change. If you have not seen it, it's worth the watch. It's a great movie. Or not a great movie. It's a great pay-per-view. No holds barred. Yeah, no. So definitely get a chance. If you get a chance, go check out the pay-per-view. It's great. Uh, check it out on the replays. Buy it when it comes out. Whatever works best for you. Just pick it up. It's going to be worth it. Which brings us into pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. Destination X. No. 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 Money in the bank. Money in the bank. Wow. Live radio. What can you do? <laughs> uh, Money in the bank, which is a lot of people are calling a horrible pay-per-view before it's even happened. And, I mean, I know... Okay, there's something I gotta say definitely, and it's this: everyone's crapping all over Raw, over WWE because they're doing whatever. They're 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 basically, like usual, they're comparing TNA to WWE. WWE comparing to TNA, TNA compared to WWE. Stop with that crap. Just stop it right now. They're two separate entities, just like Ring of Honor is a separate entity from everything else. No comparing nothing. They're two separate entities to give you your own entertainment pleasure. You get Raw on Mondays, you get TNA Impact on Thursdays, you get SmackDown on Fridays, and you get Ring of Honor whenever you want to check it out. I don't really know where Ring of Honor is now. I don't know. Are they on TV still? Yeah, it's still on Sinclair. I... I would I would reference to the whole indie show clip that we had with Kenny King that we had last week that might tell you what some people or should I say Kenny King feels about the Sinclair deal. So I guess that was a that was a uh, a plug for his show. So we'll keep that in the back of our heads as I prepare to fire him later on in the show. Um, it wasn't a plug. It's just because Kenny King Kenny King basically said Sinclair saying all this stuff and it might be pipe dream. That's <laughs> in a few words what he basically meant. Well, the way I look at things is is this way. I watch Raw to basically see some of the bigger stars to get some entertainment out of the show. I don't watch Raw for the wrestling. I watch it for basically because it's going, it's there to develop storylines. That's pretty much all it is, and I enjoy that. 
I don't go in with this high, high in, or not high interest. Um, what's the word, Ashley? I know you know what it is. Uh, high expectations, hype. Thank you. Expectations. I don't go in high expect expectations. I go in with me mediocre to low either way. Sometimes they blow me away. Sometimes they don't. I don't care. I enjoy the shows either way. This past Raw was actually not that bad of a show. If you basically trash the show, you got to come up with reasons. I mean, yes, the Hornswoggle being the announcer general manager, oh, well, don't care. Uh, yeah, it was a horrible segment, but they brought back the announcer general manager. That was pretty cool. I mean, we haven't seen it in almost uh, a couple years. I mean, the Michael Cole, Jerry Waller, yeah, going back and forth. Oh, well. AJ Lee, Chris, uh, Christopher Daniels, AJ Lee, Daniel Bryan, and CM Punk. Amazing storyline that's still writing itself. I am looking very forward to CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan on Sunday. It's going to be, an, uh, hopefully, it's going to be an amazing match, just like all their other ones. But I know they're going to push AJ Lee into this like they usually do. That's just, that's just WWE. And I could care less. I'm looking forward to the match that they're going to put on. They've always put on amazing matches, and I'm looking very forward at what they're going to do. No matter what, it's going to be an amazing amazing match between them. Like I said, Raw wasn't that bad. People were, are just putting too much expectations, too much everything into the product that they're watching, and they're not... They're putting too much expectations into it, and that's pretty much it. I have to recap it for headlocks2headlines.com. That's me. I'm sitting there actually having to pay attention because I have to write down what they're saying. I have to watch the matches. I have to do all that. Sometimes I miss something. Yes, I'll claim it. Ashley, you have to recap it. You have to watch mm -hmm. everything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're paying more attention than pretty much everybody else, probably except for Bronx. Bronx is the only other person who's watching this for because he has to recap it on Monday or Tuesdays, excuse me, for Wrestling News Live. So he's right there with us and watching it as much as as much as we have to. And yes, he, even he said it was horrible. I'll give him that. But he's also he's also getting right back into TNA. So he's more so becoming a bigger TNA fan, so he's pushing WWE to the back. I give him that. I just don't agree with everyone when they're trashing WWE because of what they're trying to do. They're trying to push storylines. They're trying to get to their 1,000 show. That's pretty much all it is. They're on autopilot right now, which sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, it, we can't do anything about it ourselves. But then go-home shows are nearly all... Well, certainly the go-home show for Over the Limit was pretty weak. I'd say... This week's show could have been stronger. I won't go against it because, to be honest, the two bits I marked out for, the anonymous GM returning, because I didn't think they'd do that. The, the only disappointment was the reveal. And the other thing was Backland. Because <laughs> he looked in better health than probably Randy Orton. Wow, Really? I was surprised for a guy of his age that he actually still looked. You know, he didn't look like Tensai, let's just say. <laughs> Seeing Bob Backlund's 
was definitely a blast of the past. I loved seeing Backlund, and it was one of those moments where I, as soon as I got home, I got to see that, and I was like, it's Bob Backlund. That is amazing. He looks just like he did back in the day when he started out, and that's awesome. I loved it. So... Looking at the card as well, I mean, you've got Seamus Del Rio, which will be a good match. And the... hold on, before you continue, I, I do want to throw this out. Um, apparently, biggest rumors right now is that another superstar will be added to the SmackDown Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. Biggest rumors right now are Rey Mysterio will be returning. Uh, another rumor right now is that Seamus could lose the title to Alberto Del Rio. If he does, he could possibly throw himself into the SmackDown no. uh, match and then win the briefcase. What about Raw? No, it's it's Raw. Why would he? No, he could basically jump into... Rey Mysterio, the- WWE Champion. Sheamus, WWE Champion. Del Rio, WWE Champion. They are fighting for the WWE Championship. I'm sorry. It figures to put them in there because with eight people in the SmackDown one, it's going to be too busy. Especially with knowing what Tyson Kidd, Ziggler, Christian, Sin Cara, and Cody Rhodes could do. I don't know why Sandow and Tentai are in there, to be quite honest. Yeah, but you're looking at this at the same point that you're, you've got all these people, but who who's going to win? I mean, you've got... Three people at the most who they could push and have win the, win the match. Uh, Ziggler. Wow, I just completely blanked. I'm completely sorry, guys. Uh, the, two, Ziggler. the two really are Ziggler and Christian. Uh, yeah, no, Ziggler and Christian, uh, sorry. Cody, Cody, sorry. Well, that's my three. That's my top yeah. three who could win this match. If Tensai wins, it's because, it's because he's going to lose the title. He's not going to win the title at all. If... Christian wins, he could win the title, but it's going to be off Alberto Del Rio. So, I mean, if Rey Mysterio returns and is thrown in, into whatever match he's going to be thrown into, then that could be very interesting. So, were you going to say something? Well, it makes sense for him to be on Raw because the word was that he was going to be turning up at Raw 1000. So I see him more, because he's still on the Raw brand, I think. And to be quite honest, Raw needs some people on it to be proper challengers. Because Kane and Big Show really aren't. Jericho really isn't, but he seems to be kind of getting back in my favor because he's doing some old school old school style promos and I don't really want to be Cena, seeing Cena go for the belt again and obviously next month we've got the whole situation with Triple H and Lesnar to resolve itself true so I, I mean it, so anything could happen and it's going to be interesting to see exactly what does happen out of these Money in the Bank matches I mean if, it, uh, if it's WWE champions hell the Rock could turn up and that's true. He could. I mean, we could see something completely crazy. I mean, Undertaker could show up all of a sudden, win the, win the match, cash in the cash in that night, win the title. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh. <laughs> if it does, I will come on this show and I will mark out completely. 
I promise you that much. Uh, anything else you want to throw into this, this segment, Ashley? No, I think it's probably about time we take a break and we head for a little bit of gaming news and Comic-Con gaming news. Well, one thing I definitely want to throw out there before we do jump out of this segment into the next, uh, if you did not know, Charlie Sheen has quit Twitter. So yeah. WWE has pretty much lost their social media ambassador, so to speak. Uh, sorry, this is, this is like the karma story. It's all a work. And actually, that's what I said on Facebook page. It's a ploy. It's got to be a ploy. If it's not, then something's wrong. But I don't know. Uh, Charlie Sheen's not really known as a uh, as a worker, so we'll have to see. But uh, we're gonna throw it to commercial. Enjoy what we got. We will catch you in a few minutes on the other side of the break. Peace for now. Free your mind. Free your mind. The rest of your Following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her, and it was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, and he just said, "What the fuck? Where'd you been?" Slap. <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, "You know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon." I mean, how could you, in all honesty? Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. 
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and of course some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network. chose all this music, but I gotta say, whoever chose that is a genius. Oh, wait. Chose it. Haha. <laughs> I'm a genius. That has to be one of my favorite video game intro songs ever. Uh, Dolba Keen from Skyrim. Absolutely amazing. The vocals behind it, the orchestral, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I definitely, it's, I mean, heck, I'm going to possibly put it as my intro music for my WB12 and 13 character. I mean, it's absolutely awesome. Um, welcome back to the open book. You're here with myself, Sensational Seagull, Sensational Sean, and of course, the jerk who's my co-host, Ashley. Is this Steve Martin jerk or just general jerk? Uh, just British jerk. How about that? Okay. It seems to be worse that way. Yeah, we'll go with that. So... This is segment two, Dose, Dole, yeah. Uh, I don't know what I was just counting in there. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to talk about gaming. Yes. So I'm going to toss it over to Ashley. He's got a couple stories for you. i got a couple stories. We're going to talk a little uh, Dongard, too. So go for it, Ashley. We'll start off with something that we've run in a previous show a few weeks back about Harada, the guy that producing at Tekken you may mention, may remember a few weeks ago we mentioned that he basically hated how fans demanded everything from the original game from the original Tekken being included and he's saying look you want all this and you're not getting it, deal with it well it's interesting he's had to make some more comments this week because apparently Namco want DLC for Tekken and not just any DLC, but the paid DLC, like what's coming at the end of July with the the characters which are already on the disc for Street Fighter X Tekken. Namco want it, but Harada is against it, and he said that he'd actually rather quit producing the games rather than actually do anything, which is a bit drastic, but hey, he's standing his views and... Full respect to him for that. 
one thing that does disturb me is the fact that we've got a whole lot of games companies shutting down or relocating as soon as a big game comes out. Most notably this week with the studio project Sora in Japan that developed Kid Icarus Uprising shutting down. And more shocking, the relocation of Rockstar Vancouver, which just released Max Payne 3, still going huge. I think the cheetah pool that Sean was talking about is now live. And they're basically telling them to move on to Toronto, which I guess is it's fair. And if they can make the move, then that's fine. But why all of a sudden so soon after the game when arguably Take-Two's biggest game that's going to really make them the money isn't going to be coming out until possibly late this year, early next year in GTA. So... That's just my view on that. Another story, the Ouya, this console that's Android and hackable and everything that we talked about, it got put up on Kickstarter this past week. It had a goal of $950,000. It reached that in about two hours. As it stands now, about four days in, it's at $4.5 million. Basically, over this time, they've realized we have to do something to make up for that. So they've done, they've put a survey out and asked people what games they want to see made for it. And then there's the obvious ones like Skyrim, Super Meat Boy, Half-Life, Assassin's Creed, uh, Time Splitters, because there's a big push for that being made anywhere or remade. So there's a list of about 20 that are online. But this is only a speculative list, so don't look into it. But the fact that it's raised four and a half million in four days, and the, add into the fact that it isn't even in the UK yet, it's apparently going to be launching in the autumn, the UK arm of Kickstarter. There could be a whole lot more new projects coming. But first one I'll talk with Sean about is the news from Telltale that there is going to be more Walking Dead after this current season of five mini-episodes of the game uh, are finally released towards the latter part of this year. Yeah, I definitely have read that story, and I, def- I, can, see, I can see a few different things. Uh, one of the bigger things that I can actually see them doing is possibly doing a sequel, doing another five episodes on the same characters if they end it correctly. I mean, I don't know how they're going to end it. I haven't had a chance to play episode two yet. I'm still uh, still playing all my other games on Steam, so I got to sit down and actually play episode one. I got to finish episode one and finish episode two. Uh, but I could see them doing a just another sequel, and if they do that, that'd be pretty cool. So. And again, Sean just said the magic word, Steam. <laughs> yes. The Steam sale is back on. Some of the deals that they've had, which are, well, the first day deals that are ending soon, they've got Portal 2 on its own, 75% off. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, 50% off. Deals that came in just today, Binding of Isaac is 75% off, which for me, if I, I am really tempted to get it, 
because the whole thing with the DLC is only one pound seventy four, which I'm guessing is probably probably two dollars or something in America. Because I'm trying to work out what the price would be for it on the US Steam side. Which Steam? Well, which DLC? Uh, Binding of Isaac, the full package with the DLC and the soundtrack. Unfortunately, I can't bring it up right now due to the fact that I've got five things waiting to download. <laughs> if I do that, I'll pretty much kill my whole bandwidth. Um, I think, off the top of my head, I really wish Mac Daddy was in the chat because he could let us know because he actually bought it. I, uh, he's on my Steam, and he actually bought it. Uh, I think it's like $2, $2.50, something like that. Yeah. Also, one of the deals which is pretty cool... Half price off Max Payne 3. Plus they've got deals that are gradually being introduced over... They're like short-term deals over, you know, hours and minutes and whatever. But the pack deals are also pretty cool. All the Valve games, 50% off. Uh, There's also a Sega set, which is, I think, 89% off, which is about 70 games half of which are some pretty cool classic Sonic, um, not Sonic, Sega ones. So, best way for you to look and see what you want is go there yourself every day and see what comes in, see what deals are there, and uh, go crazy when you find one that you think is really cheap. Like I just did with Binding of Isaac today. Now, Uh, one one thing, I'm sorry actually to cut you off. Go ahead. And I hope you guys can hear me because I actually just opened up Steam right quick to let you know a few things. Um, let me actually pause some of this stuff because it might help out. Uh, one thing that actually jumped up to my to mind is uh, if you didn't know, Saints Row the Third was actually on sale yesterday, and it was pretty much seventy five percent off due to the fact of what's called their community choice, uh, which is pretty cool because it actually allows you to. Uh, what that what happens is you vote on these deals. You you vote on it and it comes up every eight hours. And like right now, Assassin's Creed Revelations has has the vote. You get it sixty six percent off. So it's actually thirteen dollars fifty nine cent. You now now you now have a choice between Metro twenty thirty three, Bioshock two, and Fear three. Seventy five percent off on all three of them. So you have the choice between that. So it's pretty cool to see these. As Ashley was just talking about, you have the the pack deals. Uh, Binding of Isaac is $2.23 collection because it actually shows up as Mac has uh, has purchased it. The soundtrack alone is $0.24, cent, which is kind of funny. I may actually just buy that since <laughs> I already own the games and everything. Uh, one of the cooler things, if you're looking for a good strategy game, pick up Anno 2070. You can get the collection for 30 bucks. Uh, I mean, it's actually 80 bucks regular price, but it's really cool to have that. Or you can pick up the Half-Life Complete, which is basically all the Half-Life games for 20 bucks. I mean, they got some amazing deals. Uh, the Bethesda Softworks Collection. Now, if you don't own Skyrim and you want to own Skyrim for the PC, at the same time, you can own Fallout New Vegas, all the DLC that came out for that. Uh, and Brink also, along with Hunted, the Demon's Forge, 50 bucks. I mean, that's an amazing deal mm. for two amazing games, plus DLC for Fallout New Vegas. 
And then you got two other games that are really good on their own. I mean, it's an amazing deal. They've got some great deals on this every day. And this is something that I was looking forward to for a while. I think I've talked about it every week. <laughs> and I'm absolutely loving it so far. Certainly as well. Just finished a few hours ago before this got broadcast live. They had the original Half-Life in the UK. Just that, not including all the things with it, like DLC, for only £1.74. So it's definitely worth it to check out the sale. Something else, before Ashley jumps back into the stories, I might as well go and throw the story out there since I'm all, we're, all, we're on the Steam. Uh, uh, definitely. Uh, if you have a GameStop close by, go see GameStop. Take in your trades and pick up a Steam card. Uh, you can pick up twenty dollar, fifty dollar. If when you when you trade in towards those, you actually get an extra thirty percent trade bonus, which is pretty awesome because I'm actually going to take some ga- take some games in tomorrow and get a uh, get a fifty dollar card because that's definitely one thing that I need right now is a fifty dollar card on all these amazing deals. So go see your local GameStop with some trades. Get the, get those Steam cards. Buy from Steam. Make sure they know that hey, we love these uh, these Steam sales. We want them to happen every day for the rest of eternity. Well, not that. We want them, we want them every year for the summer or for the holidays. Yes. Yeah, that's what we say. Now, another game that Sean's really into, Batman. Apparently, Rocksteady, who did Arkham City and Arkham Asylum, are working on a new one, but is actually going to be a prequel, which seems to be possibly inspired by the 50s comics and also may feature Superman. What Ashley is talking about, if you didn't know, is the Silver Age comics. The Silver Age of Batman was pretty cool. It was actually the Justice League of America. It was when Batman became a founding member. And from what I've heard, this is possibly what's going to happen is possibly they're going to have the formation of the Justice League of America and bring in some master villains. I mean, you're going to have the Joker, of course, because I can't ruin it. Never mind. I can't ruin it. I've already ruined it already on Unplugged. <laughs> so I can't ruin it for the second time on a set. Oh, screw it. Um, <laughs> of course, you're going to have the Joker in it because even though the Joker died at the end of Arkham City, spoiler, I don't care. It's been out for so long. You're going to have the Joker no matter what. So it's going to be awesome to see actually what happens. Uh, who's going to voice the Joker if he's in? Who's actually going to be the villains? Who's going to be also in the characters? Uh, so, I mean, it's going to be really amazing to see what they actually do with this and if they plan on sticking with the TMNT game. So, we'll have to see what's going on with that. Yeah, now this is something that we've been reporting on for the past few weeks. Vivendi trying to sell off its 61% stake in Activision Blizzard. It's received no offers yet, but it has put out some kind of, I think it was a statement in the press, saying that their preferred first bidder that they'd like to have buy it up, kind of surprisingly and unsurprisingly, is Microsoft. (sighs) I, in all honesty, I'd love to see Microsoft do it, buy it, but... At the same time, Microsoft owning Blizzard, I don't want it. 
I don't want it to happen. If they do it, I might commit Harikari because they will basically destroy the franchises that I know and love. Diablo 3, StarCraft. Don't care about WoW anymore. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they'll, they'll destroy what I love. So I want them to own it, but I don't want them to own it at the same time. If they come out and say, you know, we'll buy it, but they're going to be their own entity, they're going to be their own company, we don't care that much about it, then yeah, I'll go with it. But I'll have to see what Microsoft says before I make any judgment calls. New to Xbox 360 next year, World of Minecraft. Shoot yourself now, please. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's, It's funny you bring that up. This is something I hadn't even covered with you, and this is something I'm actually just bring up now. Apparently, in the next couple updates for Minecraft, Minecraft is actually going to seamlessly go from a single-player game to a cloud version of a multiplayer and single-player game at the same time. Basically, you're going to seamlessly move between multiplayer and single-player at the same time. I don't know how they're going to do this, but that's what uh, the big uh, patch updates have been saying. So, okay. it's very interesting. That's what mm. it is. Yeah. Now, this is a statement that I find shocking. Satoru Iwata, the president of Nintendo, has said, quote, the 3D boom perhaps is slightly on the wane, and that it isn't as popular as it was last year. This is a statement which comes a week after the official announcement of the 3DS XL. I somehow see a paradox in time opening up now, and the doctor and his assistants are going to have to help us. Damn you, I was about to make a comment. <laughs> say, hey, is that a blue police box? What the hell? It's not a police box. It's a time receptacle. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, edit. Edit that out, please to God. Edit that out. Go ahead, Ashley. Come on. Wonders of Live Radio. And finally, Gears of War Judgment has finally got an official release date confirmed today as March 19th, 2013. So, as was widely anticipated, about four or five months after Halo. So, people can go, I'm sick of Halo. I don't want to play this anymore. Oh, wait. Gears. And they'll do it too. I know they will. But you forgot to bring up one story that I expected to hear from you. And that has to do with a little game that I'm looking very forward to called Fortnite. I thought I'd leave that to you because that's going to be your domain. Okay. Yeah, see, he left out that story because, of course, it does go to my domain because of the fact it's going to be a PC game. They're not... They're, they're saying that it could possibly come out to other systems, but Cliff Belinsky, one of my favorite people ever, at, uh, basically the Epic, Epic Games uh, CEO, basically came out and said, hey, next-gen consoles are here, and they're called the high-end PC. <laughs> basically said, screw the consoles, the PC is the way to go. And basically why I bring up Fortnite is because it is going to be the first Unreal Engine 4 game which is absolutely one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. Because the Unreal Engine 4 
looks absolutely gorgeous. They showed off a tech demo a few months ago uh, of a what looked to be a villain walking through a smoking fiery castle. The graphics, the fire, the shadows on everything looked absolutely amazing. So if this is going to be the first Unreal Engine 4 game, I will give Epic whatever money they want. I will pay more taxes than I need to because Epic is a North Carolina studio. And I will pay them absolutely amazingly. So I am looking very forward to that. Uh, if they bring out the console, great for them. I'll have it on the PC. Don't care. Uh, something else that's kind of caught my eye recently is the Street Fighter Anniversary Collector's Edition. Uh, if you don't know what this is, it's the 25th Anniversary Edition that basically contains a lot of stuff. Uh, let me go through what it contains, and then I'll tell you what they added to it. Basically, it goes like this. The box includes no fewer than 15 discs containing Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike Online Edition, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition, and all the DLC, Street Fighter Cross Tekken and its DLC, along with a documentary, excuse me, two anime movies, and the full Street Fighter animated series, and 11 discs of music. It also contains an art book and a light-up Ryu statue and Ryu's belt. Now, the PS3 edition has some extra added content. In addition to the games and materials already announced, the P PS3 edition includes downloads for the PS1 Classics version of all three Street Fighter Alphas, Street Fighter Alpha 3 Max on PSP, the DLC for Street Fighter 3 Third Strike Online, and 100 and 75 PSN avatars. That is a lot of stuff. And guess what? It's only 150 bucks. Not a bad deal. I might uh, possibly get it myself. And it actually comes in a nice little box with a kanji uh, written on it. Looks pretty cool. I might have to try it out. Or check it out when we get it in at work. My second job. Um, next week, if you didn't know, starts the Summer of Arcade, which is basically Microsoft's version of Steam Cell. They'll have a bunch of sales. They'll also be releasing new games every week. The first game, Tony Hawk HD, which I'm looking very forward to. It's going to be amazing. But one of the cool things is Minecraft and Trials Evolution for the Xbox 360 Arcade are getting free DLC to celebrate five years of Summer of Arcade. Beginning July 18th, Minecraft players can now have a customized Summer of Arcade skin pack with skins inspired by this year's five summer games. At the same time, Trials Evolution will get a new theme track once a week alongside each new game. That's pretty cool. I'm definitely looking forward to actually getting the uh, all the tracks because I love Trials Evolution. Amazing game. And my final story before I jump into something I really want to talk about because it has to do with that intro music we had. Uh, Modern Warfare 3's July content is coming out for the Elite PS3 and Xbox 3 subscribers. On July 17th, the Xbox 360 guys can get three new multiplayer maps and a Spec Ops map. Uh, basically, it contains... Uh, the first map is called a graveyard of derelict ocean liners called Decommission. An oil rig built for sniping called Offshore and the remake of Modern Warfare 2's Terminal Map. 
available to elite members on Tuesday and the rest and for the rest of Modern Warfare 3's Xbox 360 players the following day. I'm talking about the ter terminal map pretty much. A Spec Ops mission is called Vertigo. Players must take down enemy troops and helicopters while perched atop the Oasis Hotel. On, July, on Thursday, July 19th, Call of Duty Elite subscribers on PS3 get to tussle with three new face-off maps and a Spec Ops mission, the content that was basically released to the Xbox 360 guys back in June. So they get everything that was released in June to the, to the Microsoft people. So, sucks for them, but it's definitely worth checking out because there's a lot of great content. To clarify as well, the terminal map is free for everybody, whether you're on Elite or not. Yes. You just need to make sure you get it before it closes out. Mm. Uh, one thing I do want to talk about, Dawnguard. I picked it up. I finished Skyrim for the first time. I know. I've had it for so long. But I uh, finished Skyrim off. I mean, it's a great game. Finished the main campaign story. And I started on all the... Uh, Secondary stuff. The Civil War finished it off. Amazing storyline. Uh, I made the Empire uh, in control of the entire Skyrim. Pretty awesome. Killed Ulfric myself. Stabbed him through the heart. Pretty amazing. Uh, now I'm doing the Dawnguard DLC, which actually is pretty cool because the crossbow is pretty awesome. Uh, I was turned into a vampire without even knowing it. Because basically I get have to feed now every four days or everybody hates me. For some strange reason, so like I don't I don't kill everybody to begin with, but the game pretty much allows you to go to a castle, and then seamlessly brings itself back into the War of Skyrim. Uh, there's really no extra area you're going to. You're basically finding new areas in the Skyrim world. So it's a pretty cool map set. If you haven't got it yet and you own Skyrim for the 360, go ahead and pick it up. You won't be able to pick it up for the uh, PS3 or the PC until about a month, two months down the road due to the fact of porting it over. It's a little little hardcore to do that. So uh, definitely get your hands on it if you can. Uh, if you can't, it's okay, but do get, do get on it if you can for the Xbox 360. Uh, I think that's it for me. I get the feeling I'm missing something. Um, I, I would play the small faces Ogden that's not gone flake, but not many people will know what the reference is. But I think I you might want no to mention a few screenshots. You want to mention a few screenshots? Oh yes, yes, yes! I actually closed that window out. I can't believe I closed that out. Um, by the way, I still have no clue what the hell you just said. Um, the music that was used in the first trailer was. The small faces, Ogden's not gone flake. Yes, it doesn't make any sense, but it's a cool bit of music. You know what? We did forget to mention two things. I, I'm, I forgot to mention one thing, but you forgot something too. Uh, something we I posted on the Facebook page: uh, the new PS3 model. The pictures. You've seen oh, these pictures, pictures, right? More pictures, yeah. The slim PS2 with a PS3 cover stuck on the top of it. Pretty much. I mean, it's very, uh, very interesting look. I, uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they, they made the same comment. It looks like a the slim PS2 with the PS3 cover. If if anything, due to the size of the back of it, it looks like a standard PS2. 
with a PS3 cover stuck on the top of it. You know, it's about, it's, it's about it's about the same height. Yeah, you're true. It is. Uh, it's funny that you make that comment because in the original Slim PS2s, they had no fans, so they had a massive problem with overheating. So a lot of people had to deal with that at the same time. So it's kind of interesting that uh, you make that comment. And well, uh, hopefully they have fans because if it's not, no one's going to buy this thing. Uh. I do want to talk about the screens that have been released, uh, the GTA 5 screens. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically it goes like this. Uh, Rockstar has what's called the Asked and Answered column. And a fan asked, why don't you give us some news about Grand Theft Auto 5? And guess what? Rockstar responded. Two pictures. A what well, first picture is the picture of a helicopter basically flying over the city. And the second picture, me and Ashley kind of have a bit of argument before the show. What, what is that, Ashley? What is what is that picture of? I don't know. It's some kind of dock. It's a, jet, <laughs> it's a jetty. It's a pier. It's a dock. It's the thing that featured quite heavily in Vice City. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious moment we had before the show. It was that, it became an interesting moment where Brass Eye basically stopped listening to us. So, definitely uh, one of those moments. Uh, definitely get check out the pictures. They look really cool. I'm very interested to see what they release later on because apparently GTA 5 is rumored to be released later on this year. Uh, if I, I definitely think they don't need to. I definitely don't think they uh, need to come up with it this year. And apparently Brassai is now agreeing with Ashley, unfortunately, so he has a point to his name, you complete jerk. Um, but if they do come out with it, it needs to come out next year, May-ish, I think, of uh, 2013. Definitely expect to see that. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, and I don't know if you've seen the footage, Ashley. I made a comment to you about it during the pre-show. The Hope footage for Hope for Hitman Absolution. The 17-minute oh, yes. walkthrough. Um, I posted on the Facebook page for JJ. If you get a chance to watch it, it's definitely worth the watch. It is one of those videos where basically I was crying in excitement. I was crying happily because the game looks so freaking gorgeous and it was only in a, a beta build. There was so much in that video that made me, I had to watch it four times. I had to watch it four times. I mean, what do you think of it? It's it's stunning. It it's the game that I think people have been clamoring for for about three years because they they realise that you've got to have some time in between games. But considering the last one was oh six, you'd expect the probably to be released oh nine ten. But they were working on all the other stuff that they were doing. So like Mini Ninjas, which actually isn't that bad a game, but, you know, it's not on the same caliber, no pun intended, it's not on the same caliber as Hitman. So it's good to see it back. It In a beta, it looks incredible. It's October time-ish, I think. Sean's getting excited because of the bobblehead, and I think the reason why he was really crying is because Hitman head. Contracts isn't on Steam. 
bomb word. Yeah, you, apparently if you get the even the standard, well, no, the special edition or the special professional edition, you get like a bobblehead minifigure of forty-seven. That's in that's in the UK, dude. I, I, well, I don't. Know, it might be coming out to America at some point. Nope. Nope. Oh wow! Because we've been apparently talking bobbleheads are disallowed in America. Well, we're getting it for bob uh, for we're getting it for Borderlands. So I mean, that's okay. the only bobblehead we need. But <laughs> Far Cry. Uh, nope, we're not getting one. Oh, we we're getting more bobbleheads than you. That's a weird that's comment to make. Because apparently British people like bobbleheads. You got to stick I've, something on the front of the car when you're in driving. I, I I can just see the Queen driving her little carriage down the road. Oh, look at this! Oh, where's the voice? I need somebody. Where's JJ when I need the voice? Basically, the bobblehead. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Basically, the bobblehead's bouncing up and down as she's driving the carriage. Oh, there's 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 one bobblehead. There's David Tennis bobblehead. Yes, yes. One is not amused. Press, I know you are not saying that at all. Um, <laughs> God help us all. It's definitely worth the watch if you have not seen the 17 minute video of Agent 47 basically killing everybody. Uh, it showed off some amazing stuff. It also showed off a rogue Agent 47 who basically is broken off from the agency, which is one of the cool, cooler things is he actually has a Band-Aid or a bandage over his barcode on the back of his head. That's what's kind of made me stand up and be like, okay, something's going on here. I've got to play this game. The fact is, in the last video that they showed, he was killing Diana. Oh, he was? I didn't yeah. see that. There, there was a video that was released, I think, for E3, in which he was killing Diana, and she was happy. So, clearly the agency is just about as corrupt as uh, the creator of Hitman in the first games, which even if you've played Hitman Contracts, which was the third one, you know who he is. Okay. I'll have to take a look at that video because apparently somebody else was talking about that video too, and I haven't seen it. So I'll have to, um, I'll have to take a look. But... Um, I think that's it for this one. Other, unless you are Earth, Earth uh, unless you are Earth, 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 I will smack you in the face. Unless you are Earth Defense Force fan, you basically have a quick note. Earth Defense Four has been Earth Defense Forces Four has been announced by a Japanese teaser page. Uh, main reason why I bring this up is because Earth Defense Three has not come out yet in the U.S. So there you go. So I'm going to toss it off to the producer for our next break. Take a listen to this. Vi- take a listen to this uh, audio clip that, or the the song we're about to play, because it comes from uh, CollegeHumor.com. It's a pretty cool video, or pretty pretty interesting video if you get a chance to watch it. So we'll catch you guys here in a few minutes. Motherfuckers calling me casual cause I play Angry Birds I just spent six hours trying to freestyle that level Ain't nothing casual about it I'll kill you iPhones bitch, board game bitch Turn that weak fit, touch screen bitch Seeker bitch, fuck 
on Facebook I tried to put your blitz shit Now I'm so hooked But I am ain't so Farmville is the best Bitch, check your inbox I sent you a request I just got the connect Yo, that shit's so rad My body's a controller I don't need a D-pad Yo, I tried Dance Central Now my move's so smooth And when I play with my nephew Little bitch gets schooled Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. And now back to the open book on the SMS Radio Network. guys uh if you don't know what that was that was from dark knight rises it's pretty cool so uh the reason why we brought that on is because we are in the countdown for 
that was from Dark Knight, excuse me. We're in the countdown to Dark Knight Rises, which is coming up pretty soon in a couple weeks. So I uh, definitely want to... Uh, we got some news for this week, because Comic-Con com- is upon us. And first thing I want to say is, actually, about 20 Dead. minutes down the road from me right now is Iron Man 3 filming. So, wow. So they're going to be flying over to California quick? Well, apparently, from what I got told, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not there. Uh, they've got a few of the, uh, it's basically second shift type shooting. Uh, a lot of B-roll, a lot of stuff like that. Um, so I don't know what's actually going to, what's going on pretty much. I just know that they're asking for extras, and if you get picked up to do it, you're basically getting IMDB credit. That's it. Which sucks. Because I do know they were paying about $275, $300 per day to some of the extras uh, in the first set of filming. So, I don't know. But uh, I know we got some news, so let's go ahead and jump into this Comic-Con crazy week. Well, first we better jump into all the movie gaming news of the week. Yes, there's been a heck of a lot. Heck of a lot. We start off with the Need for Speed movie has a release date of February 2014. Which, if you're, you know, it's just going to be Fast and Furious, but rubbish. Michael Fassbender will be producing and starring in a movie version of Assassin's Creed. Which is making everybody think, who's he going to play? My pick is Desmond. Because I think that works the most. Would you? What would you say, Sean? Say that one more time. I completely faded out, and I, I apologize immensely. Michael Fassbender in Assassin's Creed movie. It's it's interesting. I'm all about Assassin's Creed. I cannot wait to see what they do with this. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting what they do with it because Fassbender is known for doing some good stuff. So I, I'm very curious. We've also got news that a Deus Ex movie is in the works from CBS Films. And also, the God of War film script is being rewritten by the writers of the first two Saw movies. So expect a scene when it goes from Ares saying, Hello, Kratos, I'd like to play a game. Or something, probably. Knowing, because the Saw writers are on it though, it might be meaning that it's going to go more gory. Which could be cool. But then, considering God of War was very gore-filled, then probably makes sense. As long as, sorry, as long as we got our naked women seeing whatever, I'm going to blow up on that. As long as we have naked women, and then it pans off to a ceramic jar that's suddenly rocking. Yep, that's all I want. Okay. And then everybody's going to have controls in the cinema with, quick, with or the movie theaters with quick time events. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> Press the circle button. Now. Um now this is one that pisses me off. Hunger Games is a trilogy. No it isn't. It's a quadrilogy or whatever you call it. Because the final film Mockingjay is being split into two parts. Why? Just because it works for Harry Potter doesn't mean 
every film has to be split over two fucking parts for its final part of its series. Twilight. Bloody The Hunger Games now. Now I'm expecting... I'm surprised Saw wasn't split into two parts now. You can get away with The Hobbit, because The Hobbit is such a big film and it's Peter Jackson that... You know, you didn't see Return of the King made into two movies at the end, did you? Do people have that short attention spans? Clearly so. Rather than make a two-hour and 45-minute movie, let's make two 100-minute movies. So, you know, imagine Dark Knight Rises part one and then part two a year later. Nobody would be interested. So, that's just my rant on that. Sean probably doesn't care. No, I don't. There you go. Silence says it all. Now, this is also one that kind of confuses me. Apparently, there might be an Independence Day 2. What it is, the producers have been talking about stuff, including as well, apparently a possible reboot or a sequel to Stargate at the same time. But what they were saying is apparently if the 3D re-release of Independence Day 1 goes well enough, they are tempted to do the sequel because it shows that there's enough interest out there. I don't know how they do a sequel because I think the baddies kind of died. And if so, could it be just like Battleship? I mean, would you be hyped for Independence Day 2, Sean? Back in the day, sure. I'd be all about it. But now, I don't care. Uh, mm. It's, I mean, you bring up the comment that it could be like Battleship. I could see them actually bringing in a... Uh, I mean, they're going to have the same villains. They're going to have the, not the same villains, the same aliens, because you had one mothership. Where's everybody else? Because you know there's not just one mothership. There's got to be like 20. So maybe there's a couple sitting behind Mars. Maybe you sit one sitting behind Jupiter out there. You get, you're expecting it. You're waiting on it. There's but one on the dark side of the moon. Oh, my bad. What you, one thing you said was a sequel to Stargate. Yes. 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 What? Yes. That's all I want. Sequel to Stargate. That's all I care about. <laughs> Something that some people have been clamoring for sequel-wise is Ghostbusters 3. Now, it's been through many different phases, and Bill Murray still doesn't want to do it, but it seems like Sony really doesn't want to give up. And they've now hired Eaton Cohen, who's worked on the scripts for Madagascar 2, Men in Black 3, and... The hilarious Tropic Thunder. And apparently he is working on a script now, and I think they're going to try and submit that to Bill and try and make him go, you know, come on board and have the gang back together, so it were. So it is, whatever. Which, I don't know, that'd be pretty cool if we can, if you can get the whole gang back, it'll be a lot better than having three quarters of them. But now it's kind of really to jump into the Comic-Con stuff. Starting off with Will Yun Lee. You probably don't recognize the name, but 
He was the bad guy in Electra that looked Asian. I can't remember. What was his character name, Sean? Do you know? I have no clue, man. Okay. But he is now, along with five or six other Asian stars, joining Wolverine. And Will Young Lee's role is the Silver Samurai. Which kind of ties into the news that we had last week that although it hasn't been confirmed yet at Comic-Con, the Big Hero 6 thing was set to feature the Samurai. So he's in another series. So that's going to be confusing. You saw him as the baddie in Electra, And now he's suddenly going to turn up as the Silver Samurai. But... I think is the Wolverine movie the Wolverine movie something you were looking forward to I think because you, you were surprised that it was actually being made because I think the last time we saw a poster was about six months ago yeah I'm very interested in how it's going to go I'm very I, I thought it was kind of cancelled off but the fact that actually coming out with one still makes me very happy yeah now here's some sad news for Sean David Slade is leaving the Daredevil project Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I thought I, when we went pre-show, I thought you were really unhappy about that. Uh, not really. Okay. I'm not a huge Daredevil fan. Uh, the first one kind of killed it for me. So I'm not as big as I used to be into Daredevil because, I mean, I'm all for what he is, what he does, but... He's not exactly what I see in a superhero. Yeah. We've also got the story related to this that another one of the big comic book franchises, Fantastic Four, has got a director. And interestingly, it's Josh Trank. Josh Trank is the guy that brought you, in my opinion, one of the sleeper hits of last year, Chronicle, which was about three teenagers getting superhero powers. So kind of like Spider-Man meets Superbad. Possible. Yeah, kind of, because it's them larking about the heart of the movie and then it's like serious, dark and menacing and emo for the other half. But That's something that I'm looking forward to and how his skills can be adapted to the Fantastic Four series. One big thing that I think is cool, Wicked is apparently going to be getting a movie version. Yes, the Broadway musical play. Stephen Daldry, who did the British... It was a British film over here about 15 years ago called Billy Elliot, which then got translated into a musical version, which started off in the UK and a big hit on Broadway. I don't know if it's still there, but it was certainly there for about three or four years. I'm not sure whether it's still running. It could be. But it's from a guy that knows how to direct musicals. So I'm kind of intrigued to see what they do there because Wicked is one of those ones that I think could be seen as a possible turn into a movie. One bit that was just came in, actually a couple of bits that came in just over the past few hours and so... Michael Clark Duncan had a heart attack, which I, it, it, I think it surprised you, Sean, didn't it? 
It did. I was really surprised by that because I hadn't heard much on it. I mean, I knew of uh, the passing of a producer today, but I hadn't heard anything about Michael Clark Duncan. I was kind of surprised by that. And I hope that uh, the big man himself, Mr. Duncan, gets uh, gets better because I think his girlfriend's fiance. Yeah, from The Apprentice, I believe, Brossi told us. Uh, Omarosa, she's actually trained in CPR and gave him the CPR straight away, so that probably saved his life. Definitely, and I, I mean, I'm all, I'm glad he's still alive. I definitely want to keep Mr. Duncan around as much as we can because he was, he's a great actor. I mean, for a big guy like he is, he's done a, he's done an amazing job in some films. So I definitely want to wish him a speedy recovery and everything yeah and speaking of surviving okay, that's that's no the sad news that came through just two hours ago really just before we came on air that sage stallone has died at the age of 36 which is amazing really because he seemed to he seemed to be going places because okay he, he hasn't had much of a film career because he doesn't really want to i mean when you get stuck as when you get stuck playing the son of your dad in rocky 5 it's kind of awkward but he had a, i believe he started up a a grindhouse movie company that was restoring and re-releasing classic exploitation movies which seemed to be doing pretty well for him and the guy he co-founded it with. So, you know, there's loads of reports about that he has died of a drug overdose and that uh, he was declared uh, dead at the hospital. But, yeah, best wishes to Sylvester and the rest of the family because apparently he's been really shaken by this because... I don't think anybody really expected this. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, whoa. I mean, really. I mean, what what did you think when you heard the news, Sean? In all honesty, I don't want to seem like a jerk, but I didn't know who he was. I, uh, I've i never really heard of Sage Sylvester. Or Sage, Sage Stallone? Yes. I, I've never really heard of him, and I apologize that I didn't, but I mean, I definitely sucks for Sylvester. I mean, it's definitely going to impact uh, his his mindset for the next couple of weeks when he's got a major movie coming out here in August 17th with Expendables 2. It's going to very much mess with that mindset just like uh, any death will. And I definitely want to... My thoughts and prayers go out to the Stolen family due to the fact that they've just lost a young a young living breathing person and it's definitely going to suck for them. And I definitely wish that they, uh, they, they don't mourn the loss. They, they praise the life that he led because yeah. it's, it's better to, to praise the life than to mourn the dead. Yeah. Speaking of somebody else, we need to praise the life of, I think, uh, you've got somebody else that passed away today with a, a heart attack. Uh, Richard Zanuck, who, if you don't know who he is, he was actually, he's pretty much one of the biggest producers that was around back in the, uh, the 70s. The reason why I 
why we're bringing him up is because of the fact that he pretty much founded, or not founded, he discovered, he discovered yeah. Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest directors of my generation, I guess. We'll, we'll say my father's generation or so. Um, if you don't know who's, who Richard Zanuck was, or, or yeah, yeah, it was, um, he did Sound of Music in 1965, Sugarland Express in 1974, Jaws in 1975, and Jaws 2 in 1978, uh, Cocoon in 1985, Driving Miss Daisy, which a lot of people joke on, but he did that in 1992. I mean, he then worked with Tim Burton a lot, with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber, Dark Shadows, Alice in Wonderland. I mean, he did a lot. He was one of the premier producers, and he, he will be missed. His last project was actually a movie called Hidden, which is pretty much an indie film uh, starring Alexander Skosgård, Andrea Riseborough, and Emily Ellen Lind, Lind, who are just a bunch of unknowns. And it definitely sucks that that he is gone now, and uh, we'll definitely miss him because he definitely had a great a great career, and he will be missed. Sean, was there any other stories for you to cover? Yes, there was. I didn't know if you were done or not. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, let's, um, let's get, get the obituary section out of the way. Yeah, get the... Uh, yeah, let's just end that whole part there. Let's not even continue with that. Uh, actually, while you were talking, actually, and I completely apologize, but I was sent a link to a video, and I had to watch it. Uh, it is the Resident Evil Damnation trailer. Basically, Ooh. Resident Evil Damnation is the animated CGI animated sequel to uh, the other CGI Resident Evil movie that came out. I can't remember what it, the name of it was off the top of my head. Degeneration, I, is it? Degeneration, that's right. Live shows kind of mess with my mind. Um, <laughs> but I had the chance to sit here and watch it right quick, and it was uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of liquors in the in the video. Uh, the ending pretty much opens up with some kind of container opening, and you hear Leon Kennedy go, "Oh, crap!" So I'm kind of wondering what might have happened in there. I'm I'm kind of wondering there's a T virus or a, a a Titan basically running around, basically trying to uh, take things out. But they showed Ada Wong. They showed Leon Kennedy. Uh, there was a female's voice in there. I'm sure it might be Claire Redfield. I mean, it looked really good, and it, it's supposed to be coming out here pretty soon. So it's going to be very cool to see that. I'm very happy to see that we're getting another animated film. Something that I pretty much cried on earlier, um, I know Ashley was pretty much like he didn't care, but this year at Comic-Con... They gave out something pretty ma major. The reason why this is major is because they gave out seasons one, two, and three of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on DVD. Yes, they really gave it out. If For you three, yes. Wow. That's why I'm freaking out like I am. 
because I could have been there. I could have got that. It was it was a limited number of copies. I mean, they're giving out a lot of stuff. They're giving out th- basically where what was the number? Uh, nineteen disc set, which contained all one hundred fifty five episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Alien Rangers, but also included numerous archival features and retrospective features. Is what was including in in a set. Uh, a lot of people are kind of not happy due to the fact that it's not on sale yet. It's not supposed to go on sale till August twelfth, I believe. Unfortunately, because I'm looking very much to get my hands on this. What makes me think half of them are going to be on eBay by the end of the day? Uh, if they are, I might buy them, depending on the price. <laughs> um, but it's definitely that they had a, actually had a, a panel just for the Power Rangers due to the fact that it's in this 20th anniversary, mm. 20 years of Power Rangers. It really makes me kind of giddy, actually, because I'm 26. When I was six years old, Power Rangers started up. I've watched this show for a long time. And, I mean, I stopped after... I stopped when it got crappy. I mean, after the movies came out, we had the the, 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 like, the, the kind of Ninja Rangers... And then, like, I guess it was season four, season five. I was like, no, I'm done. And they got this new season out, uh, Samurai, which is pretty cool. I'll give it up. It's definitely interesting. Uh, great show. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, what this DVD actually will have on it, how much it will cost and all that stuff. Uh, apparently, uh, the panelist that, inc- that was for this uh part of the Power Ranger thing. Uh, Saban Brands president, Ellie Deckel, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers producer, writer, Tony Oliver, Walter Jones, the original Black Ranger, Paul Scryer, who is Bulk, who has been Bulk throughout the entire Power Rangers seasons. I mean, he's still Bulk. I mean, that's the, the hilarious part about that. And Alex Hartman, who's the latest Red Ranger in the Power Ranger Samurai. So it sounds like it was a pretty cool... Um, it was a pretty cool panel. Uh, definitely looking through some of the stuff that was said. I mean, it looks really cool. And uh, closing out the panel, the audience was showing an updated sizzle reel featuring footage from the new DVDs backed by the show's classic opening theme. And from the clips we saw, Power Rangers have never looked better on DVD. So it's definitely pretty cool that uh, this is coming out. They had a panel for it. I'm I'm happy. I, I love it. Uh, something funny that I just saw while I, was, while I was reading that. Apparently, The Legend of Korra has been uh, renewed through Season 4. Apparently they got high hopes for this for this show. Have you seen any of uh, Legend of Korra? No, I have not. It's it's pretty interesting. It's uh, basically the sequel to Avatar. Okay. It's it's a pretty good show. But that's all the news that I pretty much have. Uh, anything else you want to throw in? Um, a couple of bits that came through as well that I I, I could mention. Robocop has got a UK-confirmed release date of August the 9th, 2013. So that probably means either around that time for the, Amer- for the American market as well. 
And just confirmed at Comic-Con in the last few hours, set your calendars for October the 14th, because that's when Walking Dead returns. Can't wait. I'm very much looking forward to that. I know that much. So, now it's time, since this is a live show, we get to do something fun. We get to take your calls. So, if you want to call in, it's pretty simple. What do they got to do, Ashley? You call 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. Or you can use the Skype to call in via going adding Sunday Night Showdown to your friends list. And I think the Google widget is working. I'm not sure. Hopefully I get clarification. Uh, but, but at least the, the, the phone line... Yeah, the Google call is working, so go for all for it. Well, no, don't do all for it at the same time, or else we'll just be <laughs> hogging the line. But, you know. Yeah, we don't want that. So give us a call in. Uh, if we don't get any calls, we'll, we will wrap the show up here in a few minutes so I can go to bed or play some Steam, whichever one comes first. Uh, definitely give us a call, though. We want to hear from you guys so I can figure out what's actually is sending me on. Skype right now. I'm, I'm just sending him. It's only just got posted up in the last few minutes. The first poster for the World's End, which is the, fi- the, the final bit of a trilogy of the shot Simon Pegg Edgar Wright movie trilogy. And it's a bunch of words. Well, the question is: Is there something in those words? I gotta go back T- and look at it now. Is there something in those words teasing something about what's going to be in the movie? So let's go to the Skype line because I don't want to look at this poster any longer. Uh, nine zero nine number. What's up? We the. Hey, yo, Sean, it's Hell Train. The pub group that they're on. Up, but... brother. Shut up, Ashley. What's going on, man? What's up, man? What what what's on your mind tonight? Uh, well. Uh, first of all, happy to be calling into the for the first time on uh, Open Book. I heard last week, uh, great show. Um, I got two things, Sean. I got a little beef with you right now after some stuff I've heard tonight. Well, it wouldn't be the first time anybody's had a beef with me, but come on, let's hear it. <laughs> well, first of all, we have the WWE thing. I'm gonna push that to the side. Um, you know how spoilers work, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I do. And guess what? I don't care. Bro, there's a little easy 20 questions with only one question involved. Guess who's playing Arkham City for the first time right now, ass? <laughs> oh, believe me, you'll you'll still cry at the end of it. Don't worry. <laughs> dude, I mean, I'm probably coming right up to the point where it happened, and I'm like, I, I was like, I mean, dude, 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 we're cool, we're bro- we're both all that, but I'm just like, oh, if I could come through the phone right now with that guy. Oh! I well, was like, what, what, hold on, what do you, what's the mission you're on right now? Uh, let's see. I got, I used, uh, Catwoman. It, spoiler, in case anybody doesn't want to know what's going on, if you haven't, that's how oh, spoilers well, you're work. Screwed. You're screwed either way. <laughs> um, what was it? I used Catwoman to save Batman after the explosion, and I just beat up a bunch of Hugo Strange's guards, and I think I'm going after him right now. Uh, you've, yeah, you've got a couple missions left, but you're pretty close to the end. Okay, I, thought, I I was afraid you know there, might, there was a chance that could happen, but just hearing somebody blurt it out, I man, 
<laughs> Wait, have you been to you been have you been to the stores yet? Uh, to the what? To the stores? Uh, yeah, I think I went through there earlier on. Okay. Uh, if you've already been to the stores and you face Clayface, I have not actually. I was not even aware he was in the game. Whoops. <laughs> well, well, Clayface is. I've, I've, I'm familiar with Clayface, but he's not one of my more like well-known people. I mean, shoot, I, one person I didn't even know was in the game was. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to steer clear of who it was that I faced. But uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of stuff in there. I think I'm. I'm probably getting closer to a lot of stuff, and I don't even think I passed 25 percent in the game yet. So shoot, I know it's big, but good lord, it's a huge. It's huger than I even thought. Well, if you get a chance, you definitely got to pick up the DLC for it, including Harley Quinn's Revenge. I mean, it's an amazing little pack that came out. Uh, it's got Robin in it. It's got Batman in it. It's a lot of fun. It definitely has to do with the end of the game. So finish the game, go pick it up, and or download it from the Xbox Live or PSN Network and play it. It's a lot of fun. Well, I'm definitely thinking of grabbing that, especially because I think the only person who's more excited about me playing this game besides me is my niece because she, I think she loves Harley Quinn and she wants to see freaking like me beat up Joker and you know see Catwoman and Poison Ivy. Of course, there are certain parts I'm not going to let her see because, quite frankly, her being a little kid, maybe some stuff she shouldn't yeah. be exposed to yet. You better believe I'm quick on that mute button. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a lot of stuff. I mean, you'll... You'll be very surprised by the end of it. I mean, I've spooled it on unplugged already. I mean, well, I, luckily, I I, luckily, that's that's, a, that's how freaking dedicated I am, man. I made sure to steer clear of that gaming segment from that unplugged back in October because I heard you spoiled not once but twice on two things. So I made sure to steer that. So and from what I found out about Joker, that's well. one. So I haven't heard anything else, luckily. Uh, well, the ending is very crazy. Uh, a lot of stuff happens. You and if you you watch closely, you'll see some stuff that a lot of people didn't notice. And that was what I brought up on that, that segment when I reviewed it. I brought up a lot of stuff that a lot of people didn't see. And it's completely worth it to pay attention because it will be included later on. I mean, they've already they've, they've made comments saying what you see at the end will be continued. So Interesting. Um but before I go to the WWE thing, since we're talking about Arkham City now, uh, I'm not sure if I missed this during the gaming news segment. Did you hear about the uh, possibility about the next Arkham game being sort of like a prequel to Arkham City? Yes, uh, it's basically taking place in the Silver Age. Ashley brought that up, uh, and we made it. We talked about it a little bit. Basically, I think it's going to be uh, dealing with his being inducted into the JLA as a founding member by Superman and Wonder Woman and them. That's what I see because that's really the only that's really the only point they can do is have the JLA come in and and, and basically they join they, they start up the JLA and he has to fight off some kind of alien invasion. I don't know. Hmm, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, all right, as far as the WWE thing, I mean, obviously this this is solely like you know just based on opinions and Sean. What yours is, you know, obviously you're entitled to that. Obviously, you, I think you were kind of against the grain of everybody who had their own comments about uh, Raw. But as far as this past Monday goes, um, if I could paraphrase a bit on an old William Regal quote, as far as Raw Monday goes, if we could, I think we should rename that, that program for that night Roe versus Wade because that was an absolute abortion what we saw, man. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> really? With, as good as... They did the previous week. That was what you gave us. 
Well, like I said, they're pretty much on autopilot right now due to the fact they got a thousand episode uh, in two weeks, I believe. So they're pretty much on autopilot trying to get to that. They're trying to push all of the storylines they got going on, which is pretty much what Raw is. They're pushing their storylines, and that's all I see that show in doing. And I, I enjoyed parts of it. I did say that the whole anonymous GM being introduced as Hornswoggle was complete crap. And yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't enjoy you. that, um, but I did enjoy having the anonymous GM back. But I, I, I enjoyed Raw. I did. I will claim it completely. And you're right. I was against the grain myself. And may God have mercy on my soul. But Mays were both in the same boat. We both didn't hate it. So. It's just one of the, was that a helicopter? <laughs> Maybe it's an Wait, are, are you, helicopter. Get to the chopper. Are you like stealing helicopters? <laughs> Get to the right chopper. Now? Oh my <laughs> lord. So yeah, I um I, I was completely against everybody. And I I will say it is my opinion. I, I welcome everybody's opinion no matter what, because it's your opinion. No matter what, everyone has one. So well, I mean, I, I mean, that is, that is a true point. You know, like, you know, with it being so close to the thousand show, they are pretty much, you know, coasting on autopilot. Because I mean, they only got one more after this Sunday. Um, but man, you know, you talk about how people are concerned that Money in the Bank is going to suck this year. Um, I, it may not do that, but I definitely don't think it's going to be as good as the past two years have been, especially with just how they've got things set up for the WWE Championship Money in the Bank. Why? Where does it make sense that with all the years that we've had? Six, eight, some, I think it won ten wrestlers. You only got four superstars in this match. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, and I'm wondering if they'll throw somebody, if somebody will basically come out at the last second and throw themselves in and be the winner. I mean, I could completely so, see that coming up. And I, I'm wondering if he'll basically, if this person does come out and, and put themselves into the match, if it will be Rey Mysterio, it might be Mick Foley. I mean, we don't know. Somebody, they could throw in three new people and basically throw everyone for a loop. I mean, we don't know what is going to happen. It's WWE. They can change the script at any time. And Rick that's Flair. the cool. If Ric Flair walks out, I will. Oh, wow. I'll probably mark out. I'll, probably mark out. I'll claim it. Hey, 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 that could be it. Maybe if they tease at someone who was previously in a Money in the Bank, Flair would be something you wouldn't expect. True. Uh, it, definitely, he's been in a Money in the Bank. He was there before, so it could be one of those things. I mean, for all we know, William Regal come, could come walking out. I mean, he, he's never been WWE champion, but he could come walking out and say, you know, I want to be in this match. That's pretty, that's pretty true. I mean, well, I, I guess we'll find out. We'll see. Yeah, stupid dog. Um, I don't know. It'll, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I mean, hey, I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be listening on uh, Sunday. Hopefully, if there's a show, um, let's just let's see. Let's see if they can pull it off. I I, sur- I sure hope so. I just hope that and the I, I hope at least one of the championships main events it. Because I mean, if you got the WWE one in there again, the one with Cena in it, main eventing the show, you, you already know there's going to be crap caught for that. Well. When was the last time that Cena actually? Well, I take that back. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want to say that. Uh, I take back what I was about to say. So we'll completely 
not worry about that one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully I will have the we'll have CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan with AJ as the uh, referee as the the main event. We don't know uh, until Sunday shows up when we actually see what starts to show and what comes up in the middle. We won't know. So we'll definitely have to take a look, man. Uh, cool. Well, I think it's going to do it for me. Um, again, it's cool that you guys are live, so I can actually uh, call in, shoot the breeze on everything wrestling and gaming related. And uh, before I go, as far as your little uh, bobblehead thing, talking about <laughs> Sean talking about the Queen of England riding around with one of those things, you know if there's an English reference, and you know you said you wish J.J. was there, but if you're talking about J.J. and England in the same sentence, you always got to bring up Crowley's mom, man. You always got to do the little, hey, <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't bring up Crowley's mom because Crowley is also my boss from headlocks.com. So that might end up being with a termination. Uh, so I cannot do that. Well, at the very least, I can just do it. And whenever I have my first debut, Crowley, if he wants to get back at me, he can bury me uh, Magnus style, I guess. <laughs> Well, yeah. thanks for listening, man, and thanks for calling in. We'll definitely see you on Sunday here at the SNS Radio Network for the live Sunday Night Showdown. Cool. Until next time, Sean Ashley, peace. Later, man. Let's jump okay. right back to the phone lines, and I think we got somebody else there. Uh, what's up? Well, it happens to be the good old geek of the SNS Radio Network, Walkie. How's what's it going, up, guys? Man? Oh, noes. Oh, noes, yeah. <laughs> Since you guys are now live, it was an eventuality that I would appear. Oh, of course. You're, you're at least on everybody's show at least once. So, yeah, we got to have you at least <laughs> once a year. <laughs> oh, and once it, a year. It, i got to book myself next year now. Okay, gotcha. It, it, it's the christening of the show. If Walkie does not show up on the show, it is not a real show. And now we are a real show. Well, I'll take that with gratification, whatever that's worth. <laughs> so, <laughs> What's, what, what, what can we do for you tonight? What can I? What can? What can I do? Um, you guys were talking. You guys were talking about a little bit about the Dark Knight Rises, and I found something very funny that I don't know who posted it on the on the SNS Radio Facebook page. Um, it, it's funny how the the whole uh, anticipation for the Dark Knight Rises is coming about, and um, you know it's it, it's funny to have some little fanboy uproar. As the term I like, we like to put, say, the Elite Force podcast, when uh, a late night talk show host <laughs> makes a little bit of a snafu. For for anybody that hasn't seen it, uh, <laughs> uh, Catwoman Anne Hathaway made an appearance on David Letterman, and Mister Letterman, God bless his old soul, uh, made the quote basically saying, "I saw the movie; it was good." You know, the, the long movie was, you know, like it went by fast. And I like at the end, bat, and uh, hold on, let me just say this. Spoilers, to take the Ripper song quote. <laughs> Basically and ends up by saying, oh, yeah, and Batman is dead. <laughs> I I still question that in all honesty because I've, I seen, do too, some, yeah. I've seen some pictures. I mean, he, he even made jokingly where she was where she was trying to kind of pull it back a little bit. He then made it as, he's not dead. Just calm down. No, he's just calm down. He's not dead. Yeah. And I, going through the entire thing, I really think that it ends up Bane breaking his, breaks his, breaks his back. I really am hoping for that. Hmm. 
And if he I... is dead, he clearly didn't use the Konami code. Oh, my word. That's all I've been seeing on Facebook. Everybody holding the Konami code. Han Solo in Carbonite. Uh, People with big (laughs) cleavage. Just everybody holding the Konami code. It's completely random. That was absolutely hilarious. And the following joke was brought to you by Ashley is his name. It is his name. Ashley is his crap jokes. Ashley at phil.com. There you go. There you go. From the British side of the open book. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's, it is what, what it is. You know, Letterman has to do something crazy every year, so why not? Um, so I, it was just, it, it's just kind of funny, but, um, you know, it kind of raised the weird question, you know, what's going to happen in this damn movie when it, when it, when it gets released, because it's just like, you know, I, I kind of look at it as just like, it's, like, mm, it's going to look very interesting, but I kind of have a weird feeling. You know, in in my in the back of my bones is like you know what direction, you know, because it's the end of the fran- it's the end of the trilogy, you know, the last movie for Nolan and the last movie for Bale. So I was just kind of wondering where where it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to pull it off. The excitement's there, uh, but I just got a I just got a weird feeling, and I'm hope I'm wrong. Let's just say that I I'm hope I'm wrong, but you know, it is it is what it is with the type of publicity that this movie is generating. I just had a thought, and I hope it's completely incorrect. Uh, Final Crisis comes to mind. The graphic novel where, if you if you have read it, at the end, Batman gets hit by the Omega Wave. And is sent back in time, where they think he's dead. He gets sent back in time, and Nightwing basically takes over for Batman. If they bring in a completely new actor to take over the spot of Batman and say he was Nightwing, he was in the completely different area of Arkham and all that, or Gotham, what could could that... I don't think that'll possibly happen, but I hope to God it doesn't happen. It just hit me. Well, it has been said that, you know, if you're, if you're going to bring back... If they're going to continue this, this continuity of Batman... Is they're going to have to bring in somebody completely new to direct because it says it's going to be it would have to do a lot of pulling of the leg uh, to to get Nolan to come back to come back. So um, I don't know. I, I don't. It kind of be weird if it happens that way, but I just think it's going to be it's going to have a final final end, you know, in that type of way. Definitely, and I don't think Nolan will come back, period, because he's known for the trilogies. He's known for doing trilogies and then walking away from from it completely. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for the Inception uh, sequel, and then we'll get the trilogy, and then he'll be done with those. So, I mean, yeah. it, it comes to the fact that who's going to direct? Who's going who's gonna to star? I mean, it's one of those things where we have to wait, unfortunately. And with the way these movies have gone... I don't want to wait. I want to know now. So I, uh, I don't know. I'll give it, I'll give it I'll give it the credit it's due. The movie is going to be very looking very interesting, and uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see if it's a success as the last one. I, it's going to be interesting to see how how it works out. So. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't know if you heard me earlier in the show, but I told uh, Ashley he wasn't allowed to review it. Uh, next week when he goes see it, he's only allowed to give a three-word review, and if any of them have spoilers, I'm firing him in that show. So, 
we're going to see what happens next week uh, if Ashley does go see it and reviews it on the on gives it that three word review because he's not allowed to review it until I have seen it myself. So well, the the only three words I can think of that that, that could be appropriate is that's very good or it very sucks. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> needs better grammar. Yeah, probably, but it's it could it could run around that type of way, but oh well. Do it Yoda I, style. Mm, sucks it does. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That's five. It, it, it really sucks. <laughs> that was five, Ashley. You're you fell on that one alone. Oh, you got the Yoda treatment. Oh, the 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 Yoda sounds are not words. He can't help <laughs> it. It's like his stutter. Oh my. I, I did give him a choice of one one sentence, and that was, "It was amazing." If he uses that one, he's completely free. I won't, I won't fire him from the show. <laughs> so we'll see what happens next week if he does go see it on the first day. But uh, anything else you want to you want to talk uh, about? No, it's pretty much it. It's. Um... Obviously, give a quick plug, as I am the king of cheap plugs on this network. Uh, tomorrow, we and me, me and Phil will be recording the Weekend Elite Force podcast, and it definitely is planned. Um, I'm not going to mention the story as full, the David Letterman story, but it's kind of a little bit of an inspiration and uh, when I'm thinking about doing a very uh, interesting discussion about the upcoming movie and uh, be very interesting to uh, get my wife's take on that type of situation. And uh, plus also uh, covers some of the uh, interesting news going on in the world of sci-fi. We'll rec- be recorded tomorrow and uh, for publication on Sunday, uh, the SNS radio network. So Walkie, about- I'm guessing you're desperate to, cause I saw some story that I, we didn't include that Star Trek two is apparently going to have something on YouTube, but sometime over the weekend. Star Trek to have what again? Say again? Star Trek 2, there's going to be a YouTube clip by the end of the weekend. Well, let me clarify. It's Star Trek 12, but okay, I got you. Well, right. we'll start. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, touche. Uh, forget, you, you, forget, you forget me and Phil's place here in the network when it comes to the J.J. Abrams people, but never mind. Yeah. Well, well, technically to you, it's Star Trek. What was the last one? 12. Who, or no, 11. No, Star Fine. Trek gives a crap out about 11. That's what hold I mean. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we continue, did I just hear someone mutter under their breath, fanboy? That would be Chuck W. Okay, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> I heard something all of a sudden go fanboy, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did Brass I either just speak on the network, or did we just hear have a ghost out of play experience? They heard you. Oh. Hello. <laughs> oh. They, they had to... <laughs> Hello. There you go. <laughs> oh, Chuck. <laughs> anyway, but no, that's uh, that's going to be planned for the for the next thing, and uh, I'll have to keep an eye out if uh, that happens to generate on the YouTube. So thank you for the heads up there, Ash. Yes, no, well, no problem. I, I spotted it, and it's, it's it's from the same guy that did uh, what's his name that plays Spock, not Spock, uh, McCoy. That's in dread. Ah, what's his name? <laughs> Carl Urban. Carl Urban, yeah. thank you. Yeah, okay. he he revealed it. So if you want to blame anybody, blame him. 
Well, there was a news story that said that he kind of, it was almost revealed, he kind of revealed the villain of the film, but, you know, he's, I guess he has a slip of a tongue or whatever. I don't know. That's Darth Vader. Darth Vader. <laughs> it's actually Darth Sidious that's going to make an appearance in the film, a secret crossover with Star Wars. Darth Maul, yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, gang, I'll let you guys uh, finish up the show, and uh, it's good to have an opportunity to be on the program, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Walkie, for being on the show, and thanks, Chuck W., for the brief comments you did make. Uh, oh, definitely, yeah, can't yeah. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> definitely can't wait to hear what you guys got to say on the Elite Force podcast, uh, the weekend edition with Walkie and Mindwipe. Definitely a very interesting show. Check it out right here on the SNS Radio Network. And um, we had something else we were going to talk about, but I'm going to save that for next week um, because I definitely want to get some sleep here in the next few minutes. <laughs> so we'll have to definitely hold off on the comic book graphic novel conversation i will say this my whole thing was going to be uh i was gonna talk about the civil war graphic novel from marvel but i'll hold on to that till next week because it's one of my favorite graphic novels out there um there are a few things we need to do of course before we end the show let me start off with this weekend is a pay-per-view WB Money in the Bank. Go do your picks on 4down.org. Make sure you do it so SNS Radio Network can be number one because we kind of did kind of bad in Destination X. But, you know, it was one of those things where the pay-per-view was kind of crazy. So we couldn't help it. So we... I, I don't blame you guys. I blame... Me. Nobody. Uh, okay, we'll blame Ashley. He he, he took the blame, so yeah, we'll go with that. I, I I did very poorly on that. We we all did. I think I uh, I was surprised I got what ranking I got, so I was very surprised at that. So definitely get your pick, get your picks in at fourdown.org. Make sure you get an in by Saturday or Sunday before five o'clock. If you don't, they are basically stuck. If you cannot get your picks in on Sunday or at all, go ahead and choose random. That way you'll get some kind of points for something. You may even get full credit points. Who knows? We'll, we'll definitely have to find out. I want to see SNS Radio Network number one, guys. Uh, also, don't forget to check out all the shows on the radio network. Every Tuesday we got Wrestling News Live with JJ, the boss pretty much, Trey Dog, and you got Bronx with the Raw Recap every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Everything's Eastern with me. Don't get, don't start. Uh, every Thursday we have TNA Chat Live. TNA Talk Live. TNA Talk Live. I'm so sorry. Oh, look at that. I had it right. Ashley had it wrong. It's TNA oh, okay. Chat Live with the Trey Dog at 10:30 every Thursday, right after the right after the post show on TNA. Every Friday you got us uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern. Every Friday, uh, right here on the SNS Radio Network. Every Sunday, uh, not I take that back. Not every Sunday. Only on pay-per-view Sundays you have a live episode of Sunday Night Showdown. This weekend you have, uh, hopefully we have the boss back, JJ Sexday, if he's feeling a little bit better. Uh, you'll have the Shark. You'll have Harmony. Uh, possibly some other people. Never know. Um, Trey. Trey. Trey will jump in at some point. We hope. We definitely want to hear him jump in and talk some. Uh, so who knows who we actually have on on it? Um, 
Actually, what podcast do we have on the network? Well, the podcast, we've got Running the Ropes with Crelly and Mav. We've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. We've got the Elite Force podcast, both the midweek with Chuck W. And, as mentioned by Walkie, the weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe. And the show, hopefully, we're going to be taping tomorrow to be put up at some point within the next 72 years. The second episode of the whole indie show with me and Randy. Why? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's the wrong show. Um, oh, God. I thought my jokes were bad. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much everything. Uh, I do want to thank everybody in the chat. Shifty, Sir Owen Disney, Acer, Rowdy, Ryder, however you say your name. I do apologize. Thank everybody who called in. I mean, L-Train, it was great to hear from you, brother. Walkie, it was good to hear from you. Uh, we'll definitely catch you guys next week. Ashley, you got anything you want to say before we close out the show? Did we? Ha- if we had two and a half callers tonight, if we're counting Chuck W as a half caller, which one was Charlie Sheen? What the? Oh my lord! This is what happens when you got technical difficulties on my end. Uh, you're, you're done. You're done for tonight. Uh, yeah. Everybody, say goodbye to Ashley. He's done for tonight. Bye, Ashley. Bye. Shut up now. Um, as always, you can catch us right here every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern on the SNSRadioNetwork.com. We definitely want you want you guys to check us out. Check out the podcast. Check out the the recording, whatever it's going to be called, uh, when it's posted by the great producer Brass Eye. And we got a good song of the uh, of the night. Uh, it's actually a new band that I've been listening to called In This Moment. Uh, they had a new song called come out called Blood. It's great. Check it out. I absolutely love it. Um, I can't stop listening to it. And uh, that'll be it. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Oh wait, yeah, there is. Peace, love, hatred. It's all the same thing. Have a good night, guys. you for all the sacrifices you made for me I hate you for every time you ever bled for me I hate you for the way you smile when you look at me I hate you for never taking control of me I hate you for always saving me from myself I hate you for always choosing me and not someone else I hate you for always pulling me back from the edge I hate you for every god Took from me 